You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And we're back again here on the FinFans Podcast. Uh, with me this afternoon, I've got Louis Ragoni. Hello, Dolphins. Tough loss last night, Louis. The uh, team went out to Buffalo to end their three-game road trip, and uh, they left it on the field. I mean, they, they busted their butts. Uh, you know, by and large, I was I was proud of the team when the game was over. Not that they lost, obviously, but... I, I think they played better than any of us had had thought they probably would in those conditions. And uh, you know, they had been talking all week about them playing in the snow in a, in a blizzard type condition, and that that really wasn't the case until you know very late in the game. And that that was that wasn't sl- snow that they couldn't handle. So their weather to me really wasn't a factor. I don't think it slowed either team down. Really, do you? No, I don't. Not at all. I mean, the weather wasn't a factor. I mean, the snow came in at the most opportune time for Buffalo. Kind of charged the crowd up a little bit, didn't it? Got the crowd fired up. And, um, you know, we had a couple of drives in the snow. So today they they did a little bit better, you know, than we did on those couple of drives in the fourth quarter. You know, but the game was tooth and nail. And what an effort. You know, (laughs) I wish this team would have played like they did last night. Over the last couple of weeks, we'd be sitting pretty, even with the loss last night. It was surprising. I mean, me, you, Daniel, in the preview show had us losing by more than two touchdowns. And um, they had a lead up until, you know, late in the fourth quarter when uh, Buffalo tied it. And then, you know, the, obviously they drove down and, and wound up winning it at the end. But overall, it was a great effort. You know, I felt um, most of the guys played extremely well. You know, secondary was just depleted even more than it has been. Uh, oh my God, you had two more guys in the secondary out with Rowe and um, Campbell being hurt. You had guys like Bethel running around back there. Fedulum, yeah. Fedulum, oh man, I mean, ugly. And the yep. Bills attacked them. You know, they attacked them strong. You know, the tight ends were killing us. Um, you know, how we held it together is is beyond me. They did a pretty good job overall on on Buffalo's receivers. I mean, Diggs had five catches for sixty yards. I mean, again, this is this is a really dynamic wide receiver that you know you held in check for the most part. And um, you know, Gabe Davis had four for fifty six. I mean, right? You'll you know, take that. Yeah, I mean, you'll take that. You don't want a guy just just blowing us up. You know, much like. On their side of the football, you know, Tyreek had nine catches for 69 yards. You know, he did beat him for a touchdown. But Diggs or Gabriel did not score. You know, the tight ends killed us last night. As usual. (laughs) Well, they attacked our weakness. And, you know, it, it just amazes me how people, you know, talk so much shit about players 
And, well, he's okay, he's marginal, he's this, that. Brandon Jones, you know, from the safety position. You know, when, when you lose guys like him, and even Eric Rowe last night, you know, I mean, he's not the greatest safety in the world. He's undersized, but when he's gone, you know, you see guys running wide open and, you know, different things happening, and it winds up hurting you. You know, every, every guy that replaces an injured guy, especially when we get down to – our fourth and fifth corners and safeties and guys just, you know, out there that probably shouldn't be. They're more like special team players. Yep. You know, it becomes a situation where, you know, you're going to have some issues as we did last night. But, you know, I felt overall, you know, you're playing one of the most dynamic, if not the most dynamic quarterback in football and Josh Allen. And, um, you know, he showed you all the different things he could do. I mean, my goodness, some of those drives, you know, when he just, they were designed runs. And I mean, this, this, is a, this is a quarterback that, you know, basically is your franchise and they don't care. You know, they don't, they don't have any qualms about him, you know, running the ball on a, on a straight quarterback draw and running over guys and running past guys. I mean, he's just an incredible athlete. And, um, you know, as you watch him and the speed, you know, when you see him, you know, basically, Outrunning Out safety, secondary people, secondary yeah. guys. You're like, what in the hell? And then you look at the size, you know. <laughs> and I mean, you know, he he's he's an exceptional player. I mean, we had a ton of pressures, right? I mean, Mike, what was the number? Last 21. Night? Twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one pressures on him last night, and we we got to him twice. You know, they dropped back forty-two times. You know, they they pressured him on every other play. And, you know, they just didn't finish. It's frustrating because on both sides of the football, you can pretty much say that. And that was the difference in the football game. I felt, you know, that um, there were opportunities on both sides of the football. The defensive side would get in Allen, would get into Allen more, you know, and then on the offensive side, the lack of <laughs> short Short yardage conversions was just driving me nuts last night. I mean, there were numerous, numerous times where we had third and short and we just did not get the job done. Fourth quarter, I mean, you know, that's, that's, it's crunch time. Yeah, we, we, we were 5 of 14 on third down conversions and they were 8 of 14 on third down conversions. So right. To me, you know, that, that, that's part of the difference of the game. Yeah, it was. You know, I, I just feel that, you know, our pass rush, you know, as a whole is lacking. You know, Chubb's not bringing, bringing it, you know, as, as we thought he would. I mean, he was brought in for one specific job. He may be getting pressures here and there, but he's not getting to the quarterback. And, um, you know, it's much of the same. You know, when, when we picked him up, we were all very excited. And, you know, we felt that we had a guy that was going to be able to get to the quarterback and, and flush him to the other side or flush him into the pocket. And, you know, they're few and far between. You know, you could say that for the most part um, yesterday on Ingram, you know, on the opposite side, you know, on time, there were times where Chubb flushed him and Ingram, especially on that touchdown pass. I mean, you see Ingram just being held at the line, not held, you know, in regard to a penalty held, but he's just being blocked for, for what seemed like eight seconds. No penetration whatsoever from that side. He got, you know, Chubb flushed Allen to that side on that, on that play right before the half. 
And Ingram was just getting steady blocked one-on-one -on, -one on that side. I mean, had he you know, gotten some pressure on that side or had some penetration, you wouldn't have saw that touchdown. I mean, these are the plays that make difference in these football games. And, you know, I felt that, you know, Sealer, you know, and the guys on the inside just did an outstanding job last night. I felt Phillips did a great job. But, you know, the veteran guys like Chubb and Ingram just didn't get the job done. You know, there were times where he was just flat-footed the whole time, you know, on, on when we had four down linemen. Every other play. <laughs> Every other play. And, um, you know, I mean, he was right. He was pressured every other play. I mean, he dropped back 42 times. We had 20 pressures. And, I mean, he just escaped over and over again. And, you know, I talk about this all the time, you know, with these quarterbacks that, you know, it's the NFL and, you know, things are not going to be perfect on given plays. And the guys that can create positives out of negatives, you know, wind up winning nine times out of 10. I mean, we saw Herbert do it last week. Especially late in the game. Yes, late in the game. You have to, you have to, you know, both teams know it's crunch time. So, you know, when it comes down to it, and I felt Tua had a really solid game last night for the most part, uh, much better than he had the last couple of games. But, you know, there, there's still times where he just makes throws that, you know, you just scratch your head. You know, the third and shorts, you know, the play calling had something to do with it. But, you know, listen, you, you make play calls, you know, over four quarters. Um, if it's not there, you know, try to just create something else in, in some way, shape or form. You know, and I felt that the, these third and short situations over and over again, you know, we probably should have ran a little bit more in those situations. But if you're going to pass the football, then damn it, you know, make sure you get those three yards, you know. Um, you know, Monster had 100, over 100 yards uh, pretty early in the game. First half, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you, have, you have to think that the Bills made some adjustments, right? Oh, they 110% did. They were so, in a nickel defense the whole first half. Right. Um, when they can you know, it's interesting because I, I saw a lot of comments on the page and everything. And, and you know, you got to understand the game of football. I mean, obviously, Buffalo went more to the base defense in the second half. So Miami countered by throwing more. You know, um, right. they, you know, they, did, they still had some decent runs in the second half. But obviously, if they're taking that nickel back off the field and putting a linebacker back on, you know, the treading is going to be a little bit more difficult. And that's exactly what Buffalo did. Buffalo said, you know what, you know, enough of this running all over us. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to get away from that on, you know, first down situations. And Miami countered by throwing the ball a little bit more. Um, you know, people look at it as, you know, as well, they abandoned, abandoned the running game in the second half. Well, it's what the defense is dictating to you. And, you know, I felt they still should have attempted, but you know, maybe they felt that, you know, the yardage just wasn't getting there um, on their attempts in the second half. And, um, you know, they went, they went a different route. Good thing is, Mike, is that, you know, you have the, the flexibility to bounce back and forth. It was a much more balanced offense yes, last night, which, which they absolutely have to do it's going forward. what we've been asking for, right? I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, without a doubt. And I mean, you know, you, you, you look at the balls in the flat, you know, and, and it was interesting because I thought Mark Sanchez did a really good job in evaluating the game, you know, as you listened to it last night. 
you know, there's times where Tua just locks in on Hill and there's guys wide open in other places. You know, on that particular big first down play, we still completed it, but, you know, Sanchez brought up the fact that he threw in the double coverage when he had Sherfield underneath wide open in the flat. And, you know, I think that that's what Tua does at times. He just locks in the Hill and he's going to him one way or another. Same thing with Waddle. If you look at the targets last night, Mike, you know, Hill had 13 targets, and basically the rest of the team had about 16 total. Everybody else on the squad had a total of 16. So he is a dynamic player, Hill, and he does deserve targets. But, you know, there are times where, you know, you've got to look other places. But we had a couple drop balls. Hill, I believe, had one. Sherfield had one. But again, you know, the comments that, oh, you know, they didn't help two out. Listen, let me tell you, you know, that killed him. You know, he had a real solid game, this and that. Last night, on several occasions, the receivers bailed him out. And it happens every single game. You got to take the good with the bad. I mean, there was a crossing pattern that that two were through way behind Hill when they showed the replay. And he literally tipped it back to himself, running in the opposite direction. Um, Waddle went up and got to the highest point on that one ball down the sideline. That was a little bit underthrown that the, the corner actually got back into the play and Waddle just went up at its highest point and made a phenomenal catch. Yes. I mean, you know, you got to look at these things subjectively and understand that nine times out of 10, especially with the guys that we have, Waddle and, and Hill are both outstanding receivers. They're bailing out Tua a lot more than Tua is bailing them out. You follow what I'm saying, Mike? Uh, you know, you, you can't. Yeah, you know, they're making spectacular plays, and uh, that's an asset to the quarterback, and occasionally they're going to drop a ball. It happens. You know, it is what it is, but you can overcome that. And, um, you know, I think for the most part, you know, the early drops, you know, down, down in the red zone and in the end zone, actually, you know, hurt us to some extent. But, you know, in the end, Mike, um, even if we scored that touchdown, you know, Buffalo's driving at the end of the game. You know, people were saying, oh, if we scored that touchdown, you know, early on, we would have won the game. That's not necessarily true because the game evolves differently once, you know, something different right. happens. Right. And with all that being said, you know, Buffalo sat at the end and just decided to kick a field goal. They they could have scored a touchdown there. Singletary could have ran it in, and you're still losing in that situation. You know, so whether they caught that touchdown or not was irrelevant at, the, at that time. You know, where I felt they lost the game was, you know, in the fourth quarter when they had a few – actually the second half – because they, they had stopped Buffalo, I think, three straight possessions. And, yeah, you know, the third quarter, they were very solid. Very solid. And, you know, we just had drives that stalled. And some of them, when we had really, really third and short opportunities to convert and just didn't get the job done. You know, I understand the third and 13s and stuff like that, you know, but. You know, when it's third and one, third and two, third and three, you got to pick those first downs up. I mean, Mike, if you pick a couple of those up, it shortens the game by a couple of more minutes. You know, right. Buffalo maybe doesn't have the time in the fourth quarter 
you know, even if we don't get any points out of those drives, you're still shortening the game. You're not giving Buffalo the football back. You know, it was frustrating. That's where the game was lost. Well, no, Lewis, come on. You open the game and you're playing well and you get into the red zone and you self-destruct. Okay. They had the opportunity uh, to score two touchdowns early and instead they ended up with two field goals. And to me, that matters. It does matter. Of course it does. It's an accumulation of things as the game goes on. We blew some opportunities. Uh, in the red zone, we, we were one for three, and uh, they were four for five. Goal to go, we were 0 for one. They were three for three. You know, these, these plays down in tight, they've got to be able to execute. Right. With all that being said, you had a lead in the fourth quarter, Mike. You did. I mean, you know. But it could have been a two-score lead instead of a one-score lead. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it could it's have, hard to say, I, but, is, but right. you don't want you to don't, blow opportunities. That's all I'm saying. Right. You don't know. Listen, here, here's the way I look at it. You know, you, you get in the situations over the course of a game where, you know, certain plays dictate what the other team's going to do. You know, of they course. bounce back. They do this. They do that. I think the last thing the Dolphins wanted to do was to get into a shooting. A shootout. A shootout with with Buffalo, and I think that you know that started. Well, that's why you run the ball, right? That's why you run the football. That's why on those third down situations, even Mike, even that you know the passing plays down by the goal line. I mean, you got second and four from the four yard line. They're not stopping you in any way, shape, or form. You know, with the way Mozart was running, and you throw two passes on second and third down. We'd like to throw a shout-out to DraftKings for sponsoring our show, and uh, here's a little message, and we'll be right back. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. I trust them. You get your money when you're supposed to. Everything is above board. Now, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Now check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost. The bigger your shot to win big. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. I mean, listen, you need four yards, you know, and you basically, if you get down in close, you know, you've got four, you got three more downs to get those four yards. You know, if you pick up yardage on, say, second and third down. I mean, that yes, they should have converted. They didn't. They overcame that. And they actually had the lead, as I said, in the fourth quarter. And, you know, fourth quarter, when you have opportunities, you're on the road and you're inside their territory, and drives are stalling. I mean, even that late drive when Cedric Wilson went up and made that nice catch, it was one or two of his better throws of the night. I mean, you had an opportunity right there, and they, they just didn't get it done. I mean, you put three points on the board there, 
you know, you, you keep the ball for a few more minutes and Buffalo probably doesn't win that football game. You know, I mean, it was, it was a situation where there were a couple opportunities where they could have took a lot more time off the clock, even with just a simple first down and, and they just didn't get it done. And in the end, Buffalo scored 11 points in the fourth quarter and beat us. You know, it's frustrating as you're watching the game, but, uh, you know, there there were some positives. I mean, (laughs) Jason Sanders has made 10 field goals in a row. Yeah, he's been absolutely, he was fantastic. I mean, it's not only, you know, him converting the kicks, Mike, but now, you you know, you see him in that weather last night, 49-yarder going right down the middle. Yep. You know, and, you know, we watched some football yesterday to wear some of those kicks <laughs> uh, yeah. in, in that kind of weather. You know, I know it wasn't windy or whatever, but it's snowing. You know, dude, listen, it's still a hard football, still a hard football. And, and he did it. Fa- he's been doing a fantastic job. And the team as a whole did a fantastic job, Mike. You know, I mean, you know, I think the two of. You know, we didn't feel that uh, he had played very well at all. Yeah, we, as a matter of fact, I felt he played horribly over the last couple of weeks. And last night, you know, I felt that he, you know, he played a lot better than he what he He made some plays last night. You know, he made some plays. He made some plays. I know his grade, he didn't grade out well at all again last night. Um, you know, what was his overall grade, Mike? I know when we were looking at it, you mentioned it. Was that four, it was 47 and change. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, we saw, you know, situations where, you know, he shouldn't have thrown balls. Under pressure, he had a 26.3 grade. And, you yeah. know, that, that, that brought his, you know, his score down. And uh, when he wasn't blitzed, he had a 43.1 grade. So, you know, uh, they're a tough defense. I mean, you're not going to put all that on Tua. You know, it, it's just a tough defense. And, yeah. uh, you know, he was able to hit some long passes. He had a couple complete uh, down the right side. He had one complete over the middle. So, you know, he made some good plays, and he made some plays that I think he'd probably like to try over. But he did not turn the ball over, and that, to me, was key. Absolutely, yep. He- and, you know, he's he's got to get credit for that. Now, he threw a couple that could have been turned over, but he was fortunate. So it is what it is, but at the end of the day, he didn't turn the ball over. He did not turn the ball over. And, you know, as I said, I felt he played a pretty solid game. You know, yeah, I, I feel I'd that, agree with that on those third downs, you got to convert them. You can't just throw the ball, you know, when a play is just not going to happen. You know, it's, I know that, you know, Buffalo may be bringing it, but, um, you know, I felt some of the play calling, like, you know, some of the guys that they get involved in situation, you know, they did a lot of different things. Um, you know, they, they isolated um, Hill on a given play. He had man-to-man. They isolated Waddle on a given play, man-to-man on third and short. They threw to Smythe on one play that I felt was, you know, I think it was a third and one, and they did all of this. You use the term they isolated an awful lot. What exactly are you referring to when you say that? They had man-to-man on the outside, and basically Hill just did a simple out. I think Waddle did the same exact pattern, and the corner was all over both of them. As a matter of fact, both of them were almost picked. Do you don't remember the plays exactly that I'm talking about? I no, mean, I do. I, I, I just, for clarity, I'm asking you the question yes, because, yes. like I said, you say it a lot. Simple out, simple out. Corner was sitting on both of them. And, and you know what, Mike? It goes back to what you talk about all the time in regard to slants. I mean, 
it seems like the teams are sitting on our outside patterns, but you never see them do that quick slant anymore. And I don't understand why, because Tua used to, I mean, last season, it was just a constant in their offense. You know, yeah, it's, with it's the a, speed receivers, a slant is a great play, you know, uh, because absolutely. they can split the defense, and, and I don't see them using it. Now, there's got to be a reason. Maybe they're afraid of, you know, the defensive line penetration and getting tipped and picked off. I don't Possibly. know. Possibly. I don't know either, but, you know, in those situations, you know, we, we're going outside, and, um, you know, it's, it wasn't effective last night. I mean, yep. you know, Waddle and Hill should both be able to beat that man-to-man on the outside, but if they're constantly doing those, those you know, those down-and-outs five yards down the field instead of, you know, doing slants, you know, the corners were sitting on it as if they knew what was right. coming. right. You know, it, it was just frustrating to watch because the guys were not open. Um, they were very pickable throws. And, you know, if anything, you know, it had Tua converted on a lot of those third and shorts, I think he would have had an absolutely phenomenal night, which, you know, again, surprised, you know, surprised the crap. The, the, the team as a whole surprised me. They, they gave it such a great effort against a team that's, you know, still predicted the by most to go to the Super Bowl, you know, they're 11 and three now, you know, we're, we're right there with them, Mike. And we were very shorthanded in the secondary, but you know, we're a very capable team. As you mentioned, there were a lot of positives, you know, there was a lot of really, really solid plays. Siler was just outstanding. Phillips outstanding. Uh, Waddle, you know, he only had three catches last night. Didn't it seem like he had a lot more? Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, he had some big catches in the game. He went for 114 yards on three catches. Right. I mean, that, you know, that (laughs) that's a hell of an average there, Mike. Yep. Per catch, right? It's almost it's almost 40. (laughs) It's almost 40 yards a reception on average. That's pretty good number. That'll bring his stat up, you know, his yards per per catch way, way up. you know, but, you know, Mike, as you look at this again, you know, you're, you're looking at, you know, again, 20 targets between those two guys and the rest of the team at a total of 10, everybody else combined. Um, you know, not a lot of targets going elsewhere other than our two guys. Um, you know, Mozart had the one catch in the flat for 20 yards. Mike, I think it's there every time, every time. I mean, because they're so concerned with our outside guys. If you just keep dinking and dunking underneath, I mean, I think that play is there always. Here's something I think you're going to find interesting. Go ahead. Looking at the ball distribution uh, uh, as it relates to the field, throwing left, Tua had three attempts. Throwing over the middle, he had 11 attempts. And throwing outside right, he had 14 attempts. Huh, that is interesting because he's left-handed. You would yep. think, you know, he'd be better throwing the ball to the left. Wow, that is really interesting. But, you know, in comparison, Mike, right, you look at, you look at Buffalo and their target situation. Knox had eight. Diggs had nine. Davis had six. Singletary had four. McKenzie had five. I mean, basically, you had... 
you know, five different guys there, you know, with, with a nice amount of targets. Yeah. You know, I mean, they spread the ball around, you know, and I think that, you know, Tua has to at times look, look at Hill, you know, get the coverage over there and then look elsewhere. And I think we, you know, we, we, our offense would be even more efficient than it actually was because when you rush for 200 yards, damn near 200 yards, in a game, um, you know, usually you'll win it. Well, what it, what it did for them, Lou, is it allowed them to possess the football. And, uh, you know, they actually had the ball longer than the Bills did, just barely. They had the ball 30 minutes and seven seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the past couple of games, <laughs> I don't think we had the ball 20 minutes in each of those games, you know. No, at least it didn't seem It didn't seem like it. So, exactly. you know, that's the difference. And it kept them in the football game. Listen, you know, I think that if Mozart touches the ball, you know, running the football 15 to 20 times every game, I think it's going to come. You know, I think that, you know, you look around the NFL right now and you look at offensive lines and, you know, the fact that Armstead is playing is a major key, obviously. And he played um, reasonably well last night. Yeah. Um, you know, I felt that the, the pass protection was great. You know, I, I, I'll tell you, you know, they, they hold it together. And, you know, the fact that we've got um, a guy that may be starting at right tackle down the stretch for us, you know, our pickup last week, I'll tell you what, you know, we could get even stronger across that offensive line if that's the case. You know, Mike, I think that if this team plays the way they did last night, I don't see any one of these three teams that we're playing coming up beating us. I just don't see it. I think we're better than all three. You know, if Tua plays the way he did and the rest of the team, you know, follows up and they execute well, I don't see us losing because this was this is one of the best teams in the NFL that we played, you know, up in Buffalo. You on know, the road. We, Lewis, we played them twice, okay? And yes. we won by two points last game and they won by three this game. So they yes. scored one more point than us in two games. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, you know, listen, we proved last night that we can compete and Tua, you know, can shut us up because he played, you know, pretty solid game last night. He played well enough that we could have won that football game. Um, you know, I think if our defense was at full strength, we win this game. You know, I think that, you know, there were breakdowns um, in the secondary. He was 17 of 30, uh, Tua yeah. was, and he had basically four drops. So, you know, yeah. So you're, you're, you're talking, if those are completed, you're talking 21 of 30. And then, you know, against that defense, that, that's, a, that's a good performance, I think. Absolutely. You know, he, didn't, he didn't grade well for, you know, reasons we already talked about. But uh, by and large, I'm satisfied with this game last night. I thought he played well enough to win. I agree. Absolutely agree. You know, I felt that he played well enough for us to win. He made some big plays in the football game, put us in a position. The running game set up the passing game last night. It was the complete opposite of what we normally do. But my goodness, you know, when you have those third and shorts, you know, mix a run in here and there, you know, draw plays. You know, balls out into the flat. I, you know, just do something different. Some of the play calling was, uh, you know, I, I just, I just don't understand it at times. I just don't understand it. Neither does, neither does your son. <laughs> well, not only my son, but you know, from a lot of the comments, you know, that I saw on the you know, Facebook page that we always, um, 
whatever you call it, that we that we somehow get suckered in the reading uh, on downtime. You know, there were a lot of comments in regard to the play calling again that we should have ran the ball a lot more in the second half. But you know, again, the defense will dictate that. That doesn't necessarily mean that we have to stop running the ball just because they've you know they've you know they've put a line. They did what in. they thought gave them the best opportunity to win. That's what coaches do. That's and what they do. You're right? not going to agree with it all the time. You're just Can't. not. And nobody's going to. Nobody's so, perfect either, right. Mike. I mean, exactly. You know, when when you look at a football game, you know, as a whole, you know, you can always go back and you can always critique. You can critique the receivers dropping balls to exactly them, making bad passes. The coaches calling bad plays. You have to look at the game in its totality, and I think if you honestly assess that game last night, the team was prepared. Yep. They knew exactly what Buffalo's weakness was and they exploited it. Yep. That's coaching. Okay. And as far as our weaknesses, they did the best they could to get players in position to succeed. Okay. Uh, Kahoo is right there. He's got the guy covered, but he uses both his arms and he gets, you know, real handsy with him. And they're going to call interference there. He'll learn from that. He didn't look back at the ball. Had he looked back for, at the ball, that flag probably doesn't fly. It's a pick. Yeah. It's a pick. Yeah. If he turned his body very, around. Very likely. Very likely. If he turns his body around and sees the football coming, he's got an interception there because he had the coverage. Yeah. But my you know, point is, you know, we're playing inexperienced players. They've not played in this type of situation before in the, in the professional level. Yeah, and uh, he's going to learn from that, and he's going to get better. And uh, you know that's coaching. Okay, you, you've got to take it for what it's worth. You know they had their hands tied a little bit last night because they had to play some people. I'm sure they would have rather not played. Yes, you know. Yep. So you know it is what it is. Their job is to coach up whoever's out on the field. But we were at a disadvantage last night, and to and to play that game as tight as we did, I think you have to credit the coaches rather than criticize them. That's all. Agreed. No, I I totally agree with you. You know the the fact that you know I disagreed with some of the third down calls. You know, regardless of the fact we we didn't execute them well. You know right. there were throws. That probably shouldn't have been made, you know, and looked elsewhere, you know, it's a few yards you need, you know, and I know, you know, plays come quick in those situations, but, you know, the game of football comes quick, you know, and you, you got it, you got to convert on those. And if you converted on a few of them, you probably see a W on our side, but it is what it is, you know, regardless of, you know, where, where the fault falls. You know, as you mentioned, there's a lot to be proud of with this football team. I mean, you know, they proved to everybody. I mean, Buffalo needed this game. I mean, obviously, they want the number one seed to wear a rival. They have to have it. And, you know, it was a playoff atmosphere. And they proved that they can go in there and they can give you a competitive game and actually, you know, have an opportunity to win. You know, I feel a lot more confident. They went toe-to-toe with probably the best team in the conference or the second-best team, depending on how you look at it. Exactly. Personally, I think Buffalo's better than Kansas City. I yeah, so do I, but not everybody does. But not Right. I think that, you know, I think that I just think they're a better football team, and I think that if you have to go through Buffalo, it's going to be tough. You know, Kansas City, Mike, you know, they're a very, very good football team. Cincinnati's a team that you got to worry That's about That's the dark as well. horse, yep. Dark horse. I mean – 
Cincinnati can beat Kansas City in the playoffs, um, I think. You know, I think yep. they'd have a very good shot at beating them. Um, you know, hopefully, Mike, you know, we get a little bit healthy in the secondary. You know, our pass rush on the outside steps it up a little bit. You know, Phillips is the guy showing up every week. You know, Chubb, Ingram, these type of guys, you know, they're veteran guys that were brought in to get to the quarterback and to make plays for us. And um, they've got to do it. You know, they've they've got to do it down over these next three games. They've got to. Speaking of Phillips, game. before the game, he's out on the field without a shirt. Yep. Okay. And he sent a message to the Bills that, hey, we're not intimidated by your stinking weather. Exactly. Not in the least, right? <laughs> yeah. They weren't. <laughs> they weren't. He was funny stuff, you know? It was. You know, I mean, Mike, you know, I think a lot, they make too much of that. You know, I, I mean, that's the way I feel. I agree I, with you. I think they make. Just I, the way, I think oh, the one question we had going into that game after Tua's performance in Tennessee last year was could he handle a difficult, you know, adverse weather game? Right. And it didn't really turn out to be that game. So, no. you know, we'll have to see in the future. But he was certainly able to handle the cold and, and, and throw a football reasonably well in the cold. So that's definitely a positive. Absolutely. 110%. I mean, you know, he, he showed up last night. You know, I, I, I have been beyond frustrated with him, <laughs> you know, over the last couple of weeks because, you know, I felt... You know, and I know a lot of people feel this way that, you know, had he played better, you know, there's a good chance that we could have won both or at least one of these football games. And, um, you know, there's blame that be tossed around to a lot of different people. But, you know, your quarterback's got to step up. And last night he did. Last night he played well enough to get a W on our side. And um, we just fell short. But I will say this. You know, he plays like that over these next three weeks, and these teams are not going to beat us. It's not going to happen. So let's hope he, you know, he stays hot. You know, he, he, he plays this type of football game uh, over the next few weeks. And, um, you know, we come away with uh, a playoff spot and uh, maybe, you know, a playoff win. You know, because there's a few teams that we can beat you know, that I feel confident about beating in the playoffs, um, you know, once we're there, you know, so let's just hope that, you know, we show up next week as we did this week and uh, we put a pounding on the yep. Packers. Christmas day in the Packers. Wow. What a fun day that's going to be. That should be fun, Mike. It should be. It should be. And uh, if they come out with the effort that they played with last night at home, crowd behind them, I think they have got a good shot at winning the game. But we'll talk about the Packers uh, when we come back on Wednesday. Yep. And, uh, Lewis, thanks for joining me. Very welcome. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. And uh, enjoy your holidays and fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care. <laughs>